All right, guys, welcome back to another episode, another segment here of, uh, of Synergy Talk. Uh, and buckle up. <laughs> this is, this is going to be a wild one. This is going to be a controversial, hot topic, hot button issue today uh, where we tackle, uh, I don't know if I would call it an objection or a criticism. I think those have been out there. But for clients of ours that are part of our program, specifically now I'm talking about our program under Synergy Nutrition. That's another company we have here that we do performance nutrition, uh, remote-based coaching uh, for, for those of you all that aren't aware of that. And we're going to be talking about the issue today of food quality. We've been putting out some content lately, uh, something we call the, the performance nutrition funnel, which is really just, if you're on an Instagram or Facebook page, you'll see it's really just an infographic, if you will, that in one picture sort of summarizes our philosophy, our belief, and our mindset, and our approach to coaching clients uh, in performance nutrition to help them hit their goals. And w this wouldn't just stand for us, but, but for lots of companies like us out there that take our approach, a macro-based approach, I think the biggest criticism we probably hear is why is food quality not the first thing we tackle? Why does it seem to be so far down the list? And by food quality, I mean specific foods, giving people specific foods they need to be eating that are nutrient dense, high quality, trying to clean up their diet. Um, and so I want to take just a minute to sort of, I guess, sort of explain ourselves a little bit in that and make this maybe a little bit more clear. Um, I'm going to be releasing this first to our Synergy Nutrition clients and that they would know. I, those that have been with us and shown, shown success in, in our program, uh, not they understand this. It won't be an issue, but maybe so much more for the outsiders. There's a little bit of confusion here. Why is food quality even on that pyramid that we use so far down the ladder? Why wouldn't it be first? And the first reason I want to give for that is just that, that we believe in taking a macro level approach first to help our clients. And I don't mean macro level in terms of macro protein, carbohydrates, and fat. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about a macro lens, a bird's eye view. We are here to tackle the big problems first the habits, the behaviors that need to change in order for someone to have success. We want to tackle that before we tackle the micro level problems. The easiest analogy I can give you this, and we use it all the time, I know, but it really, it just really is the best analogy out there. It would be the same if someone came to a financial advisor and they were saddled with debt. They were spending more money than they made. They had no money saved up and they were just in a financial mess. And they go to that financial advisor and say, I really want to clean up my financial picture here. It's, I just don't even know where to start. The first thing, at least a good financial advisor would do is say, well, first thing we need to do is stop the bleeding. Simple. Let's get a budget out. Let's get you on a budget. So at the very least, you're not spending more money than you're making. You're not going to additional debt. Then let's look at saving up a little bit of money and start tackling this debt and get you out. Let's fix the big picture problems first, the behaviors that are causing this bleeding before we sit down and the alternative approach would be what if you went to that financial advisor and the first thing they said instead was let me see what your order at starbucks is did you get the double mocha frappuccino or did you get the black coffee because that's two dollars more let me see your stock portfolio i noticed right there you're not investing in this new cryptocurrency that's really taken off and i i think you need to get it that's going to be the ticket that's going to be the magic bullets are going to fix this or hey you've got these three credit cards and these two car loans and i noticed this one credit card's got two percent higher interest rate than this other one i'm telling you if we could really focus on nailing that i think that's going to give you some momentum no this would be absurd everybody understands that not that would never work that would just spin your wheels. You would never get any momentum and, and you would never solve any of your problems. Well, we take the same approach in nutrition. 
the very first thing we need to get most people on the same page with is a budget, a food budget. We call that caloric intake. We've already discussed that. We want to set calories first. And the next thing is the three things that make up those calories. All calories that you eat are made up of protein, carbohydrates, and fat. We need, it's no different in the financial picture of your income, your savings, and your debt. That's kind of the three big parts, your income, your spending, and your investing. That's kind of the three big parts of your financial picture. Well, protein, carbohydrates, and fat are the three big parts of your food picture, your nutrition picture. We want to tackle those first. It's not that we don't believe food quality is important. It's super important. We know it's super important. But if we're going to focus on the micro, and that is a micro problem, when we talk about food quality, in fact, what we're usually referring to is micronutrients. We're talking about the things that make food nutritious and healthy for you. We're talking about things like vitamins and minerals and fiber and whether a food is organic or processed or raw or uh, all these different components that, that, that make these chemicals and, and these these equations that make food nutrient dense. That's what we mean by nutritious food. But if we were to give you a list of those things to tackle first, we were to say, hey, I need you to get 3000 micrograms of vitamin A in your next meal, your head would explode. You would never, ever make any momentum with this. So that's kind of the first reason we take that approach. We want to fix the, micro, the macro issues. We want to stop the bleeding first. We do think that food quality is important. We think it's one of the most important things, as a matter of fact. But that sort of brings me to my second point, and that is, in the old days, what people used to call food, eating high-quality foods, eating nutrient-dense foods, we used to call that eating clean. They would say, okay, bro, if you want to lose weight, you want to get your fitness up, you want to focus on your health, you need to start eating clean, bro. Well, the problem is, if you aren't aware, take a look around you, there's no consensus and no solid definition of what that even means. What does eating clean mean? Does it mean it needs to have a certain amount of fiber or a certain amount of vitamin content? Does it mean it needs to be organic? Does it mean it need to be unprocessed? Do I need to eat it raw or can I eat it cooked? Does it need to be paleo? Does it need to be gluten-free? I mean, it goes on and on and on. And whatever the next book you read or the next doctor you talk to or the next health professional that's coaching you, they're all going to have different opinions on what eating clean for you means. There's no consensus. And the truth is, I'm not saying they're wrong. The truth probably is that all those things are important. Yes, we want high nutrient dense food. Yes, we would like those foods to be organic and unprocessed and as close to raw as possible. And all those things, they're really just empirically common sense. But the problem is if we start focusing on those things first, it becomes overwhelming to a client. It becomes overwhelming to someone that doesn't even have the baseline habits and behaviors to make the changes they need to in their health before they start focusing on these really small details, these nitpicky things. If there was some consensus out there, then it would at least help. But what there is definitely consensus out there about is if you want to lose weight, you've got to eat less calories. If you want to get stronger, you need to get your protein up. You need to be eating a proper amount of carbs to fuel your training. This is common science. It's accepted. So we're going to start with the things that we know before we start tackling the things that are a little bit more, a little bit more relative to the individual. And then the third reason is, is just simply our experience. Guys, by this point, we have coached well over a hundred clients. We have never once ever, at least to my knowledge, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, seen a client or had a client 
that has met their numbers, their macro numbers consistently and has come to us with a micronutrient problem or deficiency. Never. At least to my knowledge, it's never happened. We've never had someone that over a long period of time, they've had great success. They've been meeting their macros. They've been staying within the caloric budget and they went to the doctor and, you know, they've been feeling terrible. And the doctor said, you know what? You've got a vitamin C deficiency. Just know you're getting sick all the time. Vitamin C deficiency. We, we've never seen that. We've never had a client to date that's met their, their numbers again consistently that's come to us and said, you know what, uh, you've, got, you've got a bowel problem, fiber, lack of fiber. You're not getting enough fiber in your diet and it's having bad, bad effects on you. Never seen that. In fact, we've seen the opposite. We've seen people that have struggled with things like IBS, with things like migraines, with things like sleep issues. And all we did was give them a, ma a, a macro budget, protein, carbs, and fats, calories. And they hit those consistently. We can give you case after case that actually came back and said, you know what? My stomach has never felt better. It's bizarre. Now, we didn't tell them exactly what foods to eat. We didn't tell them when to go to bed. We didn't tell them what kind of herbal tea to drink. We didn't tell them any of these things. We said, here's your budget. You figure out what foods need to fit in this budget. And lo and behold, they see results that, that they never even imagined. Not just weight loss, not just fitness and performance gains, but real internal results they feel better than they ever have. And the reason for that is simple. And it's a common straw man argument that people in the macro nutrition world get all the time. They would say, oh, you macro people, you mean I can just eat protein shakes and Skittles and bacon, and as long as I meet my numbers, I'll be fine, right? That's what you're telling me. I can eat anything in the world, and as long as I meet my numbers, it works. And we say, yes, well, that's what we're telling you. But it also, no, because that wouldn't work, because we know that's impossible. We know that for someone to meet their numbers and to do it consistently, they are going to have to choose nutritious foods to fill those numbers with. If I gave you a budget and you had a coffee budget of $20 a month and you like to go to Starbucks twice a week, you would naturally make the decision to not get the double mocha frappuccino. You would say, it looks like I can afford black coffee <laughs> and that's it. You, that decision would be made for you. The same thing happens for nutrition. Sure, you could eat Skittles and bacon and protein shakes and probably meet your numbers for a day, maybe two, but then the effects are going to catch up to you and you're going to fail. You're going to be starving. You're going to feel terrible. You're not going to be able to work out. You're not going to be able to sleep. You, the, the effect, and, and within three days, you're not going to be hitting your numbers anymore because you will have given up. So we know that a lot of these micro problems fix themselves when someone has a macro level focus. When they tackle the big picture first, uh, 98, 99% of people find all the success they were looking for and more with that. Now, are there specific examples out there where someone's a celiac and they need to look at gluten? Of course. Are there specific examples out there where they have food allergies and certain foods are triggering adverse effects in their health, their body, with their sleep or migraines? Absolutely. We get those too. We understand that. But for the vast majority of, of people in this world that need to focus on macro level issues, macro level problems, they solve that with macro level solutions. We change behaviors and habits at the macro level so that at the micro level, things tend to take care of themselves. I hope that gives you at least a little bit of explanation, a little bit of justification on where we're coming from with this. I, I, I wanted to just take some time to explain that. 
we get a lot of questions about this and not just our company itself, but in this field in general, there's a lot of criticism out there. And I think it comes from a lack of understanding that no uh, nutrient food density, food quality is super important to us. It's maybe one of the most important things to us, but only when you talk about that within the context, within the framework of a macro level budget of solving macro level problems, that's where food quality lives. And that's where it needs to stay in order for success. Have a great day, guys. Any questions, hit us up on any of our social media channels. Feel free to argue with us. Feel free to DM us, email us. You can find us on Instagram, find us on Facebook, and we would love to hear from you. All right, have a good one, guys. Thank you.